episode one of the High Avenue podcast. I'm mostly going to be talking about motivational shit, shit that I've been through, shit that I've learned from people that I've interacted with, um, my mentors, you know, just family, friends, shit that I've, you know, been through, and um, just detailing shit that you can do to, like, put yourself in a better position if you're not happy with where you are, you know what I'm saying? Um, but this is episode one. Uh, it's called Credibility. And the reason why I picked the name is just because in this day and age, this era that we're in, this social media, you know, internet era, this is the, the gold rush, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sorry, my bad, just get a little sick. But what, I'm, what I was trying to say is um, we live in this era where a lot of people just don't really take consideration take into consideration of things that everyone like anyone has to say like in this generation a lot of people don't really care what you have to say unless you are doing something that they want to do or you're doing what they're doing already you know what I'm saying so it's like a credibility factor like oh this dude is doing something he's like a rapper if you're an up-and-coming rapper and you see another rapper that's like on the same level as you, you're not really gonna listen to them. Most, some people who are humble and who are who are in true in tune with who they are with themselves, yeah, those people will, you know, they're down to earth. You know, you, need, you don't need to say anymore. But majority of people are just like, nah, like if you're not doing better than me, then I ain't gotta listen to you type shit. And that's not a way a way that you should be going throughout life like just because one man is has less than you or has the same as you and I'm not talking about money I'm not talking about material things I'm just talking about spiritual like if someone's on a hustle if someone's grinding um you know what I'm saying it doesn't matter like what they have you know like the people you shouldn't be listening to is motherfuckers are sitting in bed playing games all day and then want to go out Friday night like they get they go to work and then they get off work play games or drink and then they do the same shit every day you know what I'm saying like I try to steer away from those people just fucking they, these niggas be fucking they be going to work <laughs> hate their job get off work go fucking drink beer go hop on Netflix play Fortnite niggas is playing you know what I'm saying they, they be on fucking Instagram look like it bitches pictures you know what I'm saying and these niggas go to work Friday and they're fucking glory they're happy as fuck they get to get off have you know go party turn it back around Monday morning and they hate their lives again you know that's some Gary V shit like if you if you fuck with Gary that's like one of my favorite people on this earth and and it's, it's true I used to be that person you know what I'm saying but that was you know, like, growing up, you know, now, now, I mean, but, you know, this shit's crazy, because this is, like, just to let y'all know, this is, like, my first episode, so this shit's not gonna be structured, and be all organized, and all crisp and clean, you know, this is gonna be a rough cut, I gotta break it down, I gotta, I gotta, like, talk, you know, get this shit out there, get my shit, you know, I got no, I got probably gonna get like five years, I don't care, but it's just a lot of shit that, this is shit that I've been trying to get off my chest, this is shit that I've been trying to do, it's like a passion project, 
You know what I'm saying? But and I'm and just to let y'all know, like I'd be going on tangents and you know, so fuck with me. <laughs> but yeah, man, like it's just crazy cause there's niggas out there that just really just be and females too, just really out there just Monday through Thursday, Friday, whatever. Some some I you know some of them still got that schedule where they work in Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, off Sunday, one Monday. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that shit is a rough life to live, man, because you start your days just get fucked up and you just get fall in a cycle before you know you're like thirty six years old and you're still doing like it's just not you know what I'm saying? And I, I was always preaching just grind now, grind now. And, you know, pay off later, you know, but it's just crazy because I'm trying to speak backwards and this episode's supposed to be the other way around, if that makes sense. It's supposed to be, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been going on my tangents, but it'll make sense. It'll come back around. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a fucking, this shit is, is a, is a, is a, it's a long time coming, man. I've been thinking about this for a couple years now. Uh, I feel like now is the perfect time to do it, and you know, and I'm gonna bounce it back around right now. So like, the reason why this episode one is called credibility is because, like I said, people don't really fuck with people that aren't doing better than them. You know what I mean? Subconsciously. So I feel like, on my behalf, I gotta tell you why I feel like I'm credible. Be saying the shit that I want to say. And why you should even give a fuck about listening to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you don't fuck with me, you don't fuck with me. It's all good. It's it's subjective. You know what I mean? The way you view life is your way. It's no one else's way. You shouldn't view your life, view life through anyone else's lens but your own. Because when you were born, what you see is... That's like your movie started. Until your movie ends, it's, it should be about you. Not about anybody else. I had to kind of start this episode off because this, this this episode is not really going to be how my show is going to go you know what I'm saying but it's just it's an intro basically that's what I should name this episode intro one credibility yeah that's lit but uh yeah so me coming up you know parents from different countries my dad from Cuba my mom's came from Vietnam during the war you know, they met, you know what I'm saying? I was born, I was 43 when I was born, man. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, we didn't have much, man. We didn't have much. We was, I remember, I just remember moving from apartment to apartment to apartment. Like I moved probably like five times that I remember vividly. <clears throat> from when I was like old enough to remember shit like that, you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. I don't know. That sounds stupid, but you know what I mean. When when you're a kid, you don't really you remember like little bits of your childhood, like or the big things, like. But I just remember moving like five times, living with mice. We had, we lived out like we lived in this fucking townhouse, and there was like a bunch of mouse, like bunch of mice everywhere, and. You know what I'm saying? And this one, I had this one, my, I guess my cousin, 
only think he's my real cousin, but he had a he had like a little fucking closet underneath the stairs, bro. Like in Harry, some Harry Potter shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like I like <laughs> like that shit was crazy, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? And didn't even I don't think we had TV. I didn't know what a fucking TV was yet, bro. Until like, but we moved. Thank God, I was, we moved like within the city, so I never had to make new friends. I guess up like from kindergarten to seventh grade like we moved a bunch of times like five to six times and I didn't have to like though yeah those five times we moved within a matter of like a year or two for, for real and then we moved one more time and I was like fifth grade and then we stayed there for like a couple years but we were in just apartments and apartments we had one apartment living with with I don't even know who they were and then this one part the apartment next door opened up so we hopped over there and then we had like three people living with us you know and and my whole life you know my Asian side my dad was like the only person I didn't look Asian me and my dad and so I grew up around a bunch of Asian people because I'm Vietnam, half Vietnamese so Asians love to live together they don't like it's like kind of like Hispanics I guess but they like to live together and split the rent. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I've been accustomed to since I was a kid. Like, I always seen that. And I always grew up wanting the opposite. I wanted my own space. I wanted my own shit. You know? And I guess that just made me kind of not get, like, just kind of get over being around people all the time. You know what I'm saying? I never had my own, like, I slept with, like, in with my in my mom's, with my mom's room, like, my pops was, you know what I'm saying, like, I always had to be around, I never slept alone, like, you know, we didn't have enough room, you know, so, I was just, I'm just, you know, but it is what it is, but basically, you know, that's, that was my come up, you know, and then it's, things kind of got stable when we've moved one last time seventh grade my sister she got a crib you know leased a crib she got a good job she leased a crib and she invited us to move in you know and it's just like family you know not no strangers or nothing just me my dad my mom my sister you know her husband or boyfriend at the time you know what i'm saying so then we all pushed there we were like fuck it i gotta leave i was coming up from anaheim you know what i'm saying so i've been in anaheim my whole youth so then I, now I'm moving to Garden Grove. So now I'm for real leaving my friends that I was supposed to go, you know, high school with, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So then I, like, left Gar- Anaheim, pushed to Garden Grove, and shit, bro. Like, coming from being in a Hispanic-dominant neighborhood and being the only Asian group of people, like, all the, our Asians and our little community stuck together. It was probably, like, 15 of us. And we were always together in Anaheim, you know what I'm saying, so now, you know, we're always around, we're always around Hispanics, that's where we grew up, it was all Hispanics, minorities, you know, yeah, it was Hispanics, there's, like, one or two black people, but a couple white people, but mostly all Hispanic people, you know what I'm saying, and our little community, our Asian community within that city of Anaheim, like, that was all, like, I knew, like, I, I have friends, I had a bunch of friends, you know, different, you know, I didn't really see, like, I never cared about, 
like what they were Hispanic. I knew that they were, you know, different, but I never my like I don't know. It was just like I never saw them as what their ethnicity was or whatever. Like it was just like, oh, you're cool, Amber, Brian, like Jerry, you know what I'm saying? Like all my boys, like you know, Van, like that. You know, I don't even know where they are to this day. Though. I haven't speak spoken to them in like 15 years, but those are friends that you know what I'm saying like people should be knowing since you know what I mean I don't have that like I know some people that got friends since they were kindergartner second grade third grade fourth grade like my oldest friend is my boy Larry from seventh grade you know what I'm saying or actually eighth grade that's like my oldest friend you know what I'm saying and but yeah so coming from that being the only Asian people I mean I didn't look Asian but they used to fuck with me cause I was like they used to try to make fun of me ching chong ching chong and shit you know what I'm saying I used to get bullied like that but I was bigger than all a lot of kids so a lot of kids wouldn't really fuck with me like that I was always like oversized but still they some you know they gang up on me and shit I got into fights and shit like in the bathrooms you know what I'm saying but it is what it is you know that's just like that's the cards those are the cards that I was dealt you know and I'm sure there's people that have been in a worse situation than me you know what I mean so I'm just saying I'm just speaking on my behalf but but yeah so coming from you know being a little Asian community around a bunch of other different people coming to Garden Grove right in the middle now I'm the outsider everyone else is motherfucking everybody else is Asian everybody Asian car, everybody driving Toyotas, Hondas, everywhere, 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 you know what I'm saying, and then, like, I go to the store, my mom's, I go, they think I was adopted, you know what I'm saying, I spoke Vietnamese fluently, I understood everything these motherfuckers were saying about me, and they never, they was always like, oh, like, why is she with, like, oh, she, she probably adopted him, she got a black dad or something, because I was dark, you know what I'm saying, she got, oh, you know, and I always felt like, comfortable anymore I didn't feel comfortable going out like and then when I had to go to the store when I, they would send me to go to the store because it was it got like it got to the point where I like my mom was sick I couldn't she couldn't go to the store as much anymore. Like, I had to be the one my dad was always at work from when I was a child up until she like had my mom passed up until like my senior year when I finished high school, my dad pretty much stopped working. Because I had to work. But I'll get to that point. But basically, I could break down shit so detailed. But then I feel like it's just going to be a rant. It's not, not, it's going to be pointless. So I'm just going to sim through a lot of, of this shit. Just get to the main points. But basically, I was just in the middle of... I was just in the middle of Little Saigon, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> I had to go to the grocery store and then they didn't speak English. So then I was like, fuck, I don't want to. So I had to speak Vietnamese. So I spoke Vietnamese and it just doesn't, it looks weird. A dark dude, Samoan looking dude, Samoan <laughs> talking Vietnamese, speaking Vietnamese. And motherfuckers was like, what the hell? Like, this nigga is tripping. Like, oh, how the hell you know that? You speak it better than my kid. I was born here. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, I heard that before. But. You know, and that kind of, you know, the reason why I'm saying all this is just because that kind of shaped me, you know, and the reason why I'm saying that is because that kind of shaped me to being the person that I am today, you know, I just learned that people are quick to judge and 
there. People are always observing you. People are always, you know, and there's some people that don't. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying there's a lot of people, minorities, the masses, the Joneses, you know, from, from shout out Gary Vee, the, the, the crowd, you know what I'm saying? They just be observing. They be trying to, you know what I mean? Judge you, trying to figure you out without knowing you, you know what I mean? But, you know, we moved, and I'm, the reason why I'm saying all that is, you know, we moved there, and it was a good home. I was there for my whole high school career. You know, I called it a career, you know what I'm saying? I was there four years. Everything was cool. Um, there's a lot of things that I did during those four years that I should kind of break down, but one day I'll break down. I mean, I'm not going to break it down now. I'll break it down one day. But we was at this stable home, you know, and eventually, like, a year after graduating high school or two years after I graduated high school, shit got rough. I don't know. They raised the rent on us. And my sister was, I don't know what happened. Her and her husband, they was going through some shit. I don't know what happened. I mean, I, I don't really want to get into the details of it. But basically, we lost the house. Everyone had to leave. Everybody had to find their own way. At that point, I was, like, 20 years old, 19, 20 years old, probably 21. I was 21 already, so we had to, you know, bounce, and my auntie found us a, me and my pops, uh, one bedroom, like literally a bedroom in a house, like an Asian house, so like I said in the beginning, Asians love to live together, so this house had like seven, it was a big house, right, but it's not a nice house, pretty old house in Garden Grove. Right, there was like seven people, like seven different, like one. There was like two families there, a one weirdo guy that built a little house shed, little shed, and then the owner of that house. And then there was like a, there was like seven people living there. You know, they built a bunch of shit. They, our bedroom was attached to the house built, and it was me, and my pops. That shit was like six hundred dollars a month, literally a bedroom with the bathroom. Right, two closets inside the house so we lived in the bedroom that was our place we rented the bedroom out. like we didn't use the living room we didn't use nothing 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 like and the kitchen we didn't use the kitchen because the kitchen we had our own grill or whatever outside like so we had to cook outside like we had a grill i, I have pictures of that shit like this is real like we had a grill stove not a grill but i meant to say stove my bad but it was a fucking stove, bro. Like, the stove sat top, whatever. Like, two of them outside with a little sink. The custom-built sink thing outside, too. And it was like a... You know, it was like those, like, plastic... I don't know if it was, like, plastic, but whatever that material is. It's not plastic. They use it in, like, in restaurants and shit in the back. That tub. It's like a tub. I don't know, but... Yeah, that was, like, our sink. And then we had our bathroom inside the room, which was cool. But me and my pops were in that room. His bed was on one side, my bed was on the other. And I remember the day I moved in there and I sat there and I took a deep breath and I said, how the fuck am I going to get out of here? And that's when, like, day one, day one, I sat there and was talking about how the fuck am I going to get out of here? Because I knew. I knew shit can go bad. If I kept, if I was living life Monday through Friday, you know, trying to enjoy, you know, the weekends only. 
I, who knows like how long I could have been there if I went to school like I like I was in school at the time like I was in football at SAC I was you know partying we were partying you know me and my girl had split the first time right there and I was just like trying to turn up I was just trying to try to hide you know all the shit that I was going through at the time so you know that was like a little little phase I went through but either way I just remember just saying like yo I need to get the fuck out of here like I had to I had to man up like and it's crazy because I was 21 22 when we got in there so like that's that's basically it right there like you know this generation at 22 21 22 I looked myself in the mirror and said yo I gotta man up a little bit I gotta take care of my shit you know and back then back then people were getting manning up at 18 people were moving out at 18 there was there was kicked out of the house at 18 you know what I'm saying? In our generation, we're not leaving the house. Until, I know some motherfuckers are 25, still at home. But I'm not knocking you if you're strong. If you're trying to, if you're in school, whatever. If you're trying to figure it out. But I'm knocking you if you fucking there milking that shit. Just fucking, I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna be here. My mom's got me. Like your mom is gonna die one day. Like she's not gonna be able to take care of you no more. You gotta take care of yourself. Like you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to my mom. She she passed. You know what I'm saying? My dad is old and he can't you know I gotta take care of him you know what I mean and yeah you just gotta figure it out man but but for real like I, it's true like you know but for real like 22 23 24 you know that's when we're you know starting to start to figure it out and there's no age that you like that says you have to figure it out by this time, but it's just if you're happy with where you are, then fuck it. But if you want more, then you really gotta put put in your mind frame that you gotta you wanna do something. You gotta do something. And that's what I did, you know, I just I had to figure it out, man. But like I was literally in that room walls are like caving in on me and I couldn't take it man like so I quit I quit school quit football just got a job and had to bring bring in money we had, we needed a TV got a TV got a bunch of shit that we needed um and I was there for two years two years I was in that room trying to figure it out and then like meeting meeting people you know what I'm saying? Learning things on the go. My car got repoed at one point. I didn't have any money to pay it because I, I think it was when I just got my job. And I was in debt, so I was paying off my debt. And then, like, my car was, like, a month late. And I was like, oh, I won't be able to pay it until next month. I'll pay it both next month. Because I had some shit I was going to flip. I was going to sell some shit. I was gonna, you know what I'm saying? So I was going to have the money. So I figured, like, oh, one month. I didn't really think about repoing. Like, to be honest with you, I didn't even, like, know. You know, that's how, like, like, fucking stupid I was. Like, I didn't even fucking know. Like, oh, they're going to take my car. Like, I, nigga, I walked out the car. I walked out my house, my little room, bro. I was walking out. I was walking down the street, bro. I was, like, looking at my parking spot. The car was gone. I looked, bro. I was like, what the hell? 
like I was like, am I not allowed to park at this this place, like this spot, bro? Like I went to my my dad and I was like, yo, pops, like where's the car at? He said what? I was like, my dad can't drive. He can't drive anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, what? So then I just called. I called and I was like, wait, they might have repoed it. Like that's when it hit me. And I called them and Lord behold, they fucking repo that shit. Shit, twelve hundred dollars, get that shit back. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to get that shit back. You know, got some help, and it's crazy because I hate getting help, but I got help. Shout out, shout out to the people helping. You know who you are. Um, I'll never forget that. You know what I'm saying? And. That shit was rough, man. I remember breaking down in the shower when I got my car back. Like, I broke down in the shower. I was crying. Like, tears. And that was one of the last times I... That, to this day... That shit was, like, five, four years ago. To this day, that was, like, one of the last times I I broke down. Like, shed bawling. I haven't, you know, done anything like that since. That shit was rough, you know what I'm saying? And I hated that feeling. But, yeah, like, I had to step my game up, you know what I'm saying? And I remember, I think Snapchat had just come out. So I was fucking with, I mean, no, nah, Snapchat been out for a minute, but I was really heavy, Snapchat, heavy on Snapchat for some reason. So, um, like, my boy posted this picture, like, he, I don't know, some weird shit, some office shit, you know what I'm saying, so, I hit him up, I was like, yo, bro, like, let me get on this, you looking for anyone, because he was talking about, they are trying to hire people, and I was like, he was like, yeah, pull up tomorrow, 9 a.m., I was like, you bet, you got it, you know what I'm saying, so, and then my, my boy, my boy Blair, same shit, he hit me up, he said, you see the same shit, and I was like, yeah, I seen that, so, let's go, me and you, me and that nigga both rolled up, nigga, like, my niggas that was there will know that that shit was a shit show. That, like, that's that's gonna be a, a, a an episode, literally, a literally an episode, based on that experience, that year or six months alone, bro. Like, just just quote me on that. If I get any viewers that want to like start fucking with me and you start like following me, just know that that episode will come soon with the people that were involved there like i'm gonna get bits of everybody's experience there and i'm gonna paint the picture for you because that shit was a fucking shit show that shit was the craziest four to six months of my life like that shit was crazy so i'm just this is just a brief run through of everything you know what i'm saying so i was there for like six months a lot of shit happened made a lot of money we was making money this shit was a fucking scam but we was making money but i'm telling you y'all will not regret hearing that story okay but we was making money weekly, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and I used to work at Disneyland. I was working at the movie theater. I worked at Staples. I, you know what I'm saying? And like, when I left the room, I was gonna work at Domino's. I mean, when I moved into the room, I was gonna work at Domino's. Like, and then I was like, nah. Like, my girl was like, nah. You gotta not Domino's. You ain't delivering no motherfucking pizzas. You know, I was like, for real. So I started working at Radio Shack. Not, uh, bro. And I'm a tech savvy dude. Like, I'm a tech savvy nigga. Like, when I was young, 
I was infatuated with computers and when the computer came out, you know what I'm saying? School, like I was always trying to break the code. I was always trying to see what can, what else can this thing do? Cause that shit was so new, bro. Like I was really trying to break that shit down. Like, like you know, bypass, get on the internet. Like I was able to do that shit at that age. This shit was, you know what I'm saying? Like I was doing some weird shit, you know? And in MySpace, like I was always coding. I was always designing like layouts, profile layouts, adding music onto the page before, you know, niggas could really do that shit. You know, dumb shit like that. So I took over Radio Shack within like, I was already a key holder within the first like month. Cause just the way that I spoke, the way that I acted, the way I was so perfect. Like that, that, man, that manager was like, damn, this nigga's gonna take over my place one day. Like nigga, fuck that. Radio Shack went out of business. But either way, anyway, like I was really, 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 you know, into getting out you know what I'm saying and we was making money at that plot that spot and then I met a couple of uh mentors that I had you know that day like I'm not gonna say any names but PG I met him he was Cuban just like me and he was not really my first mentor uh my first mentor would probably be MB my boy MB you know who you are uh, he was really the first mentor. He's funny though. He's weird. He's older. He's funny. That nigga funny. Um, he was an IT guy at that spot, and we built a website together for the company. Blah 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 blah. And then when shit hit the fan, everyone got tossed. And then they kept me, probably because I was cheaper, because I was younger, and MB was expensive. Like so, they kind of chose me. And I was like, man, like, I need to make this money. And MB was cool. Like, he wasn't tripping. He didn't want to be there anymore anyway. He was just there for the money. I was like, well, what am I getting myself into? There's nothing. What else do I got? Do I go back to working Radio Shack? Do I go back working, you know, Disneyland, like some dumb shit? You know what I mean? So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. And they got me this job at BP. And I was there for, like, two years, three years. I was the director of IT. Like, I was the head of the IT department. Like, I never thought that I would be a head of the IT department. That shit was not, like, all at fancy of the scenes, but I was making, like, 3K a month. And that's the most that I've ever made in my life. That's the most that my dad has ever made in his life. That's the most that my mom has ever made. Like, it was, the, it was, like, the most that a lot of people in my family or people that I grew up with ever made in their life. You know? And my nephew, who was in the Navy, was making probably like fifteen hundred two two bands every every two weeks or something like that. So it was kind of similar to that. I was making a solid three bands every month, and that shit was 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 crazy because I was there for a whole year. And my boy, my boy Ar, he knows who he is. I'll be the Don. Is you know I gotta shout him out, but you know. He was, I told him, like, yo, I think I'm ready to move. Like, I've been at this spot for two months, and that was, like, my mission. Was, like, I got to get a job that pays me enough money to get me the, me and my dad out of here. And he would tell me, like, you just got this job. Like, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. You know what I'm saying? Save up. Save up. Make sure it's stable. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, you, I got you. You know what I'm saying? So I stayed, like, an extra four or five months. So it was really, like, two years and five months. And then... Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was July 2016. That's what I loved. I'll never forget summer 16. You know, the whole Drake beef and all that shit. 
but I moved in July 2016 to my apartment. <coughs> like my own apartment with my name on the lease, just me. And that was one of the biggest accomplishments that I've, you know, I've had to this day, you know. Moving in was a dope experience. Um, seeing my pops. You know, I don't know, man. That shit was deep. That shit was tight. And I... I was there for like a year, right? But within four months... Four months of me paying every single bill, I knew that, damn, this is going to be rough, though. Like, I thought it was going to be smooth sailing. Life was going to be cool. I could just relax. Nah, like, that shit went, got low-key, got worse. But it was, it was, it's something that, it's a pros and cons. Like, do I want to have no bills and live in a, in a, in a little bedroom with my pops? Or do I want to have, you know what I'm saying? So, it was, I had to bite the bullet. And four months into it, I started realizing, man, I only got, like, a couple hundred dollars, maybe $500 to work with every month, like, really, really had to budget, like, I was paying the rent, my pops helped a little bit with the government money, you know what I'm saying, he had government money, um, and I was like, no, I ain't getting no food stamps, I ain't doing that, like, that's not me, like, we grew up on food stamps, like, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna get it, like, I'm not gonna get it, like, I'm, you know, make sure my pops was fed, that's for sure, but, like, I wasn't gonna get no food stamps, bro, you know, on my name, you know what I'm saying, and everyone was telling me to, my sister was telling me to, she was living in the back house too, when I got my apartment, and, you know, she was just, do I, I didn't really talk to my family for those few years, for real, like, I had owed my nephew some money, and I, you know, didn't pay him, but then I ended up paying him, like, when I got my income coming in, before I had moved, that was, like, one of the first things I did when I started getting bread, when I saw I had money in my pocket, I made sure I paid my nephew back and dad made sure we were straight. And then, then I focused, then I moved and then took care of my business. But I didn't really talk to none of my family the whole two years I was in that room. Like I was on my own. Me and my pops were on our own. You know what I'm saying? So when we when I moved, I wanted to make sure like me and my family was straight. Cause, you know what I'm saying, that's everything, you know? You know what I'm saying? That's everything. So so I was like keeping touch. I was keeping in touch with like you know my family at that time, starting to, and that's when I started. Like I started going, damn, like I ain't got no money to do anything. Like all my money is going to the rent, it's going to my car, it's going, to, it's going to the insurance. I was riding without insurance for so many years, and then once I started making money, I was like, well, I gotta get insurance. So like I had to pay insurance, I had to pay the electric bill, the water bill, like the phone bill. And then obviously living expenses, you know, gas and all that other dumb shit. So that shit was adding up and I knew I had to make some more money. And the same, and then my boy, that one that got me that, the job that I'm at now, the, you know, essentially got me that job. He didn't really get me the job, but he started the path. And then my mentor, PG, got me the job, but he started up his own shit, right? And I can't really tell you what it is. If you know, you know, my niggas are listening. If you know me, you know what it is. You know, and that shit was tight as fuck, too. Because then I double with, like, I, I'm just, whenever I start something, I try to be the best the best that I can and be better than everybody else. Like, the Rocks is be the hardest worker in the room. And I was there, 
the first day I was already shitting on the people that was already there. No offense. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be real with you. Like, I was already shitting on all y'all. And y'all listening, y'all know who you are. You know what I'm saying? I came in here and I was already like, yo, this is my, I'm going to take over this shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and I became one of the people that, you know, like, niggas could just be like, yo, you do what you got to do, bro. Your shift, take your, any shifts you want, cover, blah, blah, blah. Like, do what you got to do, bro. Like, make your money. And we, I was making, like, $200 a night. $200, $250 one night. I made mean, $320. So I was making a couple racks a week. You know what I'm saying? So I essentially doubled my income. And that's what you got to do. You can't just have one income. You got to double your income or have two you know, income streams, you know, three, four is like the, like the key. That's how you're going to make, you know, wealth, you know what I'm saying? And save and all that shit without even thinking you're saving. Like you're just going to be, you know, money's coming in and you're spending, but then you, you're making enough to where essentially you're, you're not really saving. But then when the next time your, your next income comes in, you're just going to be like, oh shit, I don't even got to save. Like this shit already stacked up twice, double like what I had last week. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. But that's what my podcast is eventually is going to be talking about, like, tips and shit that I know that I did, you know what I'm saying? But this episode is mostly just a reflection of where of where my, my head is at now and what got me here, you know what I'm saying? So this episode is going to be a little shaky for me because it's just really ranting. So, you know, I just, I need to do it, though. Like, I got to get this out, you know, it's just the intro. And it's going to be long, you know what I mean? It's not going to be like, a, you know, my episodes aren't going to be that long. They're supposed to be going to be like eight minutes or some shit. This one's probably going to be like 20, 25, maybe. I don't know. But off on that tangent, uh, I, I basically doubled my income. So I was making about $5,000, $6,000 a month. You know what I'm saying? And it was tight. So then once I started making that money, you know, and, and, and I met within that time frame, I had PG had a partner and his partner was MA and that is like my mentor to this day. And PG was already a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? He was a millionaire, but he was like older. He was like in his fifties, you know, MA was, I was probably 25 now. I'm 25, 24, 27. Yeah. I was like, I met him in 2017. So yeah, I'm like, I was like 24, 25, 24. Uh, nah, yeah, 25, sorry about that, y'all, but, um, I'm faded, you know what I'm saying, smoking this, yeah, um, my bad, I'm faded right now, shout out Stizzy, let me take a hit real quick, yeah, um, PG introduced me to MA, and MA was probably like 31 at the time, and I'm, I was 25. I had just turned 25 when I met this nigga. And he is like my mentor to this day, still is my mentor. Uh, I'm going to get him on one of these episodes. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to have an episode with him. But back to what I was saying, uh, PG was like 50-something, right? And he was a millionaire. MA was a millionaire too. You know, I didn't know that at the time. I thought it was just this dude, big Egyptian dude, you know, the Egyptian nigga, like, you know? So I was just like, oh, well, you're cool, man. What's up, bro? Like, like he was like, like, like probably 32, 31. I was like 25. So it's not really that big of a difference. He, he could kind of relate to me. I could kind of relate to him in a sense. But when I met him, like, you know, it was like that vibe. Like he fucked with me. I fucked with him. Like, oh, he's cool. He seems like, you know, he keeps it real. And his office was in the back. 
And he would always, you know, hit me up. He'd always be like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, he'll pick my brain, pick my brain. And I was always in my office just on YouTube watching Ty Lopez. This is before I found Gary Vee. I was just watching Ty Lopez all the time, trying to, like, better my life. You know, and I'm going to jump back into history a little bit. When I was at Radio Shack, I met Ty Lopez. That's when I started. That's when I was really trying to figure out how to get out of that room. I had found Ty Lopez on the Internet and then his little ad that popped up with his little Ferraris and shit. And that day I, I flipped a switch and started try, started thinking entrepreneurial. You know, I started thinking about, oh, I want to be a party planner because I was really good at throwing parties. And, you know, like I thought I was, you know, what I'm saying like I was a DJ, like I want to do that. So back to where, where we were originally at. Um, Ty Lopez was really, you know, talking about, you know, the income streams and taught me the income streams, taught me like how to be better every day, you know, shit like that, that I was still trying to adapt to my real life. You know what I mean? That I was trying to, you know, do. And, you know, I would always tell him all this shit that I learned from Ty Lopez. And this nigga was like, damn, like, you're really like trying to be philosophical. You know what I'm saying? Like you. Like, yeah, fuck with that, you know? And I was always, I always kept it real. And when I was at work, like, I always was, like, the humble, quiet. I didn't speak anything. I didn't complain. I didn't, I just was happy with what I got, you know, my check. Da, 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 da. Like, I was, like, I don't want to, you know, I was very grateful. I was very grateful, you know? And me and M.A., we would link up. We would just talk. We would talk. We would talk every day. We would be, you know? And then after a while, after probably, I'd say a month, he had gotten married and, I was helping out with some shit. These niggas closed like a fucking $300,000 deal and they, they broke bread three ways. They made 150 grand each. Like I still got that email of them breaking down what they got paid. And that was my first time seeing a nigga get paid 150 Gs. Like I said, you could, that, that's like, that shit can be, that's just real. Like you could do that. Like I'm, I'm in the office with niggas making that type of money and I'm not, a part of that, you know what I'm saying? That's when I was like, oh, shit, I got hungry here. You know what I mean? And I was the IT guy, so I was a part of that deal just just to help him out. But I didn't really, you know, I didn't get break, get broken off that much, nothing, because I wasn't a part of it yet. So I was just there, and they forwarded me with the email. And then 50 Gs, like, you could really make that out here? You know, I wasn't really a part of that deal, but they have forwarded me. They had CC'd me in that email, and I think MA did it just to kind of motivate me, you know what I'm saying? And it worked. You know, and I was like, man, these niggas out here making this type of money. Like, I need to be a part of that. But, yeah, so he would break down. He's like, you see, you see the money that we could make? He was telling me, hey, bro, he was like, first things first, let's see how dedicated you are. You got to be a notary, you know. If you be a notary, you'll help us close these deals. We don't got to pay nobody else. We'll put the money in your pocket. And it's all, and I ain't, it wasn't going to be a regular notary. It wasn't going to be like, you know, the notaries at the bank and shit. And you know what I'm saying? It's like $10, da, da, da. Like, you know, I know everything about the notary, like, the rule book, everything, right? Because I had, you know, I studied that shit. I want that shit bad. But he was saying that it's a private contract, private this, private lender. You can charge whatever the fuck you want. And I was really, you know, I was out there charging, like, they was giving me three bills for that shit. You know what I'm saying? $300 just to sign, sign signatures and shit. And, um, shit, I don't even know if I should say that, but. Basically, <laughs> I don't even know that I'm supposed to say that, but I mean, he said it, it was like private. People do it all the time, and I looked it up, and like that's just real. Like if it's private, you could, you know, you could pay out of pocket. Like they was paying me, I mean, MA was paying me three bills. 
you know, my mentor was paying me three bills and the private lender would, you know, wire me, cut me a check. You know what I'm saying? They was cutting the check. Not MA, the lenders, the private lenders was cutting the check. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So I, the notary was done, you know, the way as it should. And then the, the private lenders were cutting me a check. So, so I was, I was like, all right, like, you want me to be notary? All right. Took a month. The whole month, bro, I was studying, got that shit popping, took the test, failed one time, passed, didn't even take it twice, both times, passed the exam when I when I took the course, and then went to went to this little school, like, a, it was an OCC, so I had to take that little class, like, 30 minutes, took that test, passed it first try, got the notary, and then we was out there making bread, you know, and that was an extra couple thousand dollars a month, so at that point, I don't even know how much I was making that time, I didn't really check, I didn't log what I made. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, and, you know, my IT job where I was working starting to hit the fan. Shit happened, blah, blah, blah. Like, I left. And then MA offered me a position. You know what I'm saying? And I said, all right, I'll take it. And that, that nigga was paying me a rack a week. So I was making four bands a month. Solid. Straight cash. Ain't no check, nothing. Straight cash. And that was where I was really, really learning from him, like how to make this money, like, like not, like what he was doing, just your mindset, you know. That's what my podcast is gonna be about, what I learned from my mentor, and it, and, but basically, this episode is just, I'm just like, like I said, I'm just breaking down what I went through and what I saw, you know what I mean? It's, it's credibility, and it's just gonna be kind of a stupid ass episode. It's gonna be rambling and all dysfunctional but it is i gotta get it out i gotta get it out this this episode has no structure it's just off the top of my head this whole episode is off the top of my head just a heads up you know what i'm saying but yeah so we was out there we was working i was doing it shit for him um we was we was really you know we i met a lot of people met Met former, former, like basketball players in the NBA. Former NFL. Like I met Ron Ron Brown. Like I have his like I have his number. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I was doing shit for him. It work. Sherman Colcroft. You know, former Kansas City Chief. You know what I'm saying? Former, you know, Detroit Lions player. Like is the corner. You know, I met AC Green. Gave him a ride to the airport. Like. You know what I mean? I got his number. You know what I'm saying? Like, him and MA are cool, though. That's why. You know, him and my mentor are cool. But, you know, and there's, like, a bunch of other people I have met. Like, I met some, like, I don't even know. There's people that I guess were famous back in the day that I met. I didn't even know, but they just all fuck with me just because they're, like, all these kids, like, got a bright future type shit. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's just because they're just trying to gas me up, but I don't know. But, yeah, MA would just, you know... I would be going to the bank, depositing, like, this, this nigga, like, I saw $10,000 for the first time in my life because of him. I saw half a million dollars, $500,000 in cash because of him. We went to the bank. He closed the deal. Nigga got 500 k and I was there with him when he deposited that shit. Like, and nothing in my soul, in my heart, was none of that shit was jealousy, greed. It was all motivational because I needed that shit. You know? Oh, shout out Jungle Boys. I met the owner of Jungle Boys. 
know what I'm saying? They were trying to tell me, tell me to take a picture with him, but I was like, nah, I ain't trying to be no groupie. So, like, shout out to him. And, you know, like, I helped close that deal. You know, I got, you know, I got broken off a little bit for that. Not much. But it was always, oh, eventually you're going to get in on this. Eventually you're going to get in on this. Like, you know, and, you know, and I was, you know, patient, patient, patient. And then life changed for me, and I don't really need to break this this part down, but my close ones know what I was blessed with, you know. Oh, yeah, missing the most important part when I was working there. I was making so much money. I was like, yo, I got to, like, not so much money, but a lot of money than what I used to make in my life, like 6000 7000 a month for a couple months, and then I was a steady 4000 5000 a month. So I was like, oh, I need to get a car. So in a matter of a year, I cleared out my credit cards, boosted my, my credit scores. I got 500-something, boosted that shit up to like 690, you know what I'm saying, 680, and I got my, my whip, like my car that I want. You know, I went out and looked for it, my BMW, you know what I'm saying? I went out and got it. So I ha- I've had that this whole time, you know what I'm saying? Still got it right now, you know what I'm saying? I love this car. But so back to where what I was saying, um, shit happened. That, you know, a blessing came my way. You know what I'm saying? Um, I remember I remember when I found out I had, like, probably $2,000 in my backpack. I got a Louis V backpack. I got, like, two bands in my backpack. I had, like, probably, like, four or $5,000 in my bank. You know, and I thought I was bald. That's, that ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? But I was, like, learning. I was trying to get to my tank, first 10K. I was trying to get to my first 15, trying to get to my, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to get there, like, you know what? I was learning from my mentors, like, you gotta, like, any amount of money is money, you know what I'm saying? So, I was, he was, you know, teaching me all that shit, and I was trying to stack, you know, making that, that was all me. I made that money myself, hustling, doing this, working the two shit that I got going, side jobs, building websites on the side, doing this, doing that. And then once I got to, once that, once I got to that, that blessing, before that, I had saved up probably thirty five hundred, four thousand for the table at Dre's. So, nigga, I booked that shit. Went to fucking Dre's in Vegas. Got a table on New Year's Eve. Chris Brown was performing. Like that shit was like four or five, forty five hundred dollars. And I paid for that myself. And I invited all my like a couple of my peoples, like my boy, my my girl, like a bunch of people. And we was there turning up. That shit was dope. Shout out to y'all. We might. You know what I'm saying? That shit was tight. And then when, you know, and then I was able, you know, with that blessing, I was able to start my own company. And I want to, you know, do my own shit. Like, I kind of got over doing what he was doing. I want to do my own shit. And he, he was cool with it. Everything was cool. And then, you know, you know, we made, we grossed 150K the first three months. Three, four months, roughly, gross 150K, you know, by the summertime. So we started, like, in February. By the summertime, we made all our money back and had a bunch of expenses. We had to pay a nigga, you know, some bands, like, 15000 15K to, that's, like, a, like a finest fee. Like, that was, like, a fee for letting us start this business, you know what I'm saying? And we started the business, and everything was going cool, and then there's a bunch of shit that happened, but... Like I said, that shit will be discussed at a later time. But, you know, the business is running smooth. You know, I'm proud to say that I have, a, like, that shit, that shit low-key tanked. 
I was able to be brought back up. And now it's smooth. And I'm looking to start another one. Um, obviously, this shit that, like, you know, went bad and went good, went bad, went good. And that's how it is when you start, you know, your own business. But this is just really a rant. But, you know. But, yeah, I just want to let y'all know where I'm at now. I have my own business. I'm starting another one. Um, I am going to start trying to get on social media, trying to get in that fucking world, trying to, you know, build a fan base, following whatever the fuck you want to call it, trying to get people to fuck with me, trying to get people to fuck with my podcast. This is the intro. Uh, I'm really going to be going, trying to go day by day, week, week by week, trying to build my shit. Um... I will be doing... Next year, I'm trying to get on... I know exactly what I need to do to get myself into this fucking zone. You know what I'm saying? Giveaways, um, collabs, bunch of shit coming up. Um, I'm partnering with a couple... Looking at partnering with a couple people with some new shit. Um, like I said, I'm starting another company soon. Next year. Um, oh, yeah... I'm also going to be breaking down, like, weight loss because I've lost, like, 40 pounds in the last two and a half months, three months. So I was, like, overweight. I was, like, 285, 295. Now I'm at, like, 250, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get to 230, so I'm, like, 10 pounds away, but I've lost, like, 40 pounds, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, this is this is some real shit. Like, I just want this episode, I know it's going to be a little shaky. It's going to be a little, like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? Like, just ride with me, just fuck with me. Like, this episode was literally not structured. This is literally all from the top of my head. I wanted this shit to be that way. I wanted the first episode to be just me speaking from my brain, speaking to my heart, just straight up raw, no structure, no breakdown, no rehearsing, none of that shit. Like, this is just straight from the cut, you know? This is the raw, rough cut. I'm going to edit it, organize it how I want, structure it. But this is literally a rough cut, and um, I hope y'all fuck with it. And I know... I know I've been saying for a long time that she was coming. It's been like a year since the last time I said this was coming, but it, it takes time, man. Like, it's hard to, like, you got you to feel it spiritually, you know what I mean? But I got a lot of collabs coming up, like I said, once again. Um, video, Videography, photo photo shoots. Um, I'm starting another business. Uh, I already have one going. Um, there's, let's see. Yeah. I mean, shit, I got a brain fart, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, I got a bunch of shit coming up. I'm gonna let y'all know as I go on. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. My Instagram page, follow me at dear John, D E A R J O H N N underscore. I'm sorry. Another Instagram page. It's probably, it's going to be called the Avenue Productions. Um, the high Avenue podcast will be on there and I'm going to create a high Avenue. I don't think I'm going to create two Instagram pages. I'll probably just create one. So it's just going to be the Avenue Productions, and that's where I'm going to host my podcast. Obviously, it's going to be on the podcast apps and, you know, Spotify. I'm going to try to get that shit on Apple Music. But shout out to everybody. Um, let's go, man. This is this is episode one. This is the intro, actually. Not episode one. This is the intro. Um, I hope y'all fuck with it. And I just wanted to let y'all give y'all some credibility of where, you know, where I came from, you know, like... I was, I, I drove, I was in a Rolls Royce, you know what I'm saying, I drove a Ferrari, you know, my mentor's Ferrari, like, I was in a Bentley, I drove the i nigga let me drive the i for a couple hours, like, I took that shit around, you know what I'm saying, and I've been through it, man, 
And I hope that's enough for y'all to fuck with me. Like, you know, like, I'm letting y'all know, like, I've been through the bottom. You know, I obviously people that had worse shit than me. But, you know, I'm just a regular mutt, you know what I'm saying? Half, half breed, like, parents from, didn't even speak no English, like, and, you know, and I'm sitting in the BMW, you know what I mean, talking to you about this shit. So it's like, I'm just trying to, like, there's kids like me out there, you know what I mean, that I'm trying to get to. People out there like me trying to get to. If you just want to fucking listen to my dumb ass, you know, make fun of me, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. But this is just, just from the heart. And then, you know, all my other episodes are going to be structured. They're going to be based on topics. I'm going to have call-ins. I'm going to have features of people on here. I already got that shit set up. I'm sorry, another podcast with my boy, Jay. Jay McBee, you know who you is. We're going to do sports podcasts. And then I got a couple other shit talking about movie. I'm going to have one about movies. So it's, it's, it's 2019 is going to be a good year, man. And uh, I fuck with y'all. This your boy, Jay Av. Dear John, you know what I'm saying? Um, hope y'all like this episode. Peace.